Cody Domendo of the Sky is Falling podcast and MeatlessBurningTakes.com. What is up? <laughs> you know, it is just another day in paradise, man. Uh, I guess that's yeah. such a that's such a white person thing to say. I'm not even like a white, but like anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, another day uh, in this world of pandemic. You know, uh, appreciate yeah. you having me on, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely want to talk with you because we're we're kind of in the same boat doing this whole podcasting thing. I had to know though, like I know you told me before, but talk about the names behind the site, the pod, how you kind of got started. Okay, so meatless burning takes. Honestly, it's it just, and I still think that it still is this. It's just like my own personal blog, but I didn't want to put my name in it because n- nothing against your 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 site i know that's basically just your name uh but i i i have another site like that it's just my portfolio for work and meatless burning takes is just kind of like a place for me to just use like my dead humor and like make fun of things like if you read any of this stuff on there it's just it's my own version of barstool sports i feel like um there are some serious things because i mean obviously some serious things have been going on with you know the you know with the the george floyd stuff so like I reacted to that on there uh, like a couple days after it. And it's just like reacting to how the world's just like going crazy. And then, you know, for a while I was doing some blogs, like recapping each week in quarantine since COVID happened. And then before that, it was just like different stuff. Like uh, me and my girlfriend love to watch very cavalry. And I love Jay color. If you, if you're on my freaking Twitter account, <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been tweeting like screen recording his like Instagram stories. Cause just, for someone like me, who's like huge into like dead humor, like I love the office and a lot of people who don't like the office, I feel like, are people who just like don't understand the dead humor in it. Um, same thing with like parks and rec, but uh, you know, that's how that, that's what Jay Cutler comes off to me. So that's what, I mean, he's obviously, I'm not the only person who like loves the guy. I feel like I'm more of a, more than a stand. It, it might be like a love, <laughs> but <laughs> don't take that weird or anything, but no, I get it. Anyway, yeah, so we I got blogs about that. Just, you know, it, when when I thought about doing it, it was more so just like, you know, talking about sports and, you know, the Cubs because I obviously, me and you know each other through writing about the Cubs and, uh, you know, anything about that. But, and it, and it was, when I started, it was in January. So sports were kind of outside of the NFL playoffs and then NCAA basketball. It wasn't a ton of stuff. You know how every year they talk about in February, like there's just like, it's like the worst month for sports. feels like it's been February since like mid-March to, to now. Uh, so there just hasn't been a lot of sports to talk about with COVID and everything. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I let Tommy become like a contributor on the website just because he wanted to, he, he saw what I was doing and he wanted to, you know, <laughs> make some random ass stories of he he has this like weird thinking of how we're going to bring sammy sosa back to to wrigley we're just we just need some architects and some engineers and then you know a big large truck and we'll just get the statue we're going to drop it <laughs> off and leave it there like it's it you have to go and read it it's and you, it like we don't have it's not like we have like tons and tons of clout on the internet or on twitter or anything like that so i feel like the people who would think it's funny uh are people who know us and then just people who really understand dead humor um, and just trying to make, make something funny out of something that's, or just anything that's, you know, during a time when obviously you could scroll through your Facebook feed and everything is just absolutely <laughs> depressing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I feel like that's what we kind of are. And that, and like I said, I, I feel like the website is just kind of like my own brand of Barstool Sports um, as far as a podcast that I didn't, I didn't really put two and two together in terms of like, uh, may, like presenting, presenting the podcast by mealsburningtakes.com. I just put the podcast like RSS feed on my website just as a way to promote it. Um, I'm always open to any kind of podcast network that wants to reach out to me and, and put the, and put the podcast on there. Because like I said, the, the blog is just my own thing that I let Tommy go on to and do whatever he wants. Um, the podcast, like I'm so much for me, I'm so much more serious about it in terms of like, you know, wanting to grow it, wanting to, uh, you know, 
you know, in terms of starting from the bottom and, and, and getting to the top of, you know, best podcasts in Chicago. I mean, it was wild. Um, what was it? It was like late March, early April. We got, we got put on an article for, uh, it's through this uh, Chicago media outlet. They're called Do 312. And they wrote like a, they, they wrote like an article of like best quarantine podcasts to take in. And they, and they put us in there and I was like, what? <laughs> and we didn't even real we didn't even realize it until like three or four days after the article was put out. And the reason was, is one, I, I don't follow that website and two, like they didn't like really promote it on social media until three or four days after because they tagged us on Instagram. And I was at first, I thought it was like a fake website or something like one of those bots that you see on Instagram, you yeah. know, every time some kind of like uh, yeah. really sexy lady, like tags you or something. And then you get really excited and then it turns out it's just a porn bot. Yeah. We, that's what I thought it was to be honest. And <laughs> I, I, I went back and looked at it later because I saw it and like, just kind of waved it off. Like, Oh great. Another one of those. And yeah. I go to the their Instagram, I see they have like thousands of followers. And then I'm like, wait, is this, is this it? And then what do you call it? I, I go to, I click the link that's in their, like on their, like in their bio on Instagram. And I go and find the article and there we are. We're, we're on this list of a podcast that they say is like the best quarantine <laughs> podcast. And it was, it was just insane. I, I didn't believe it. I mean, we only been doing this podcast since January. It's not like we had like a ton of, you know, the most people who listen to the podcast probably are, you know, people, me, Tommy and Sean know, yeah. you know, we've, we've had some cool guests. Like, um, we've had a lot of guys from NBC sports, Chicago, when we did the last mm-hmm. dance, like when the last dance was going on, we had like all the bulls outsiders, nice. uh, Matt Peck and big Dave and John Sabine. They they're super nice guys. And, they were like, I, out of all the people that we've interviewed, I feel like they were the most genuine. They, we've interacted on social media. They, you know, they like freely retweeted our, the podcast, uh, you know, tweet that promoted the show that they were on. And I, I emphasize that because a lot of people in sports media won't do that. Not that I'm like only bringing them on, right. like that, but if you want yeah. to branch the, branch the podcast out, it kind of helps when you got guys who have thousands of followers on Twitter that, yeah. that can do that. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that we're bringing them on just for that, because if it was, then like, that's just not the right thing to do. And also it kind of defeats the purpose of why you're podcasting. Like you want to br- create your own brand through that podcast, you know, create your own personalities. And that's what I feel like a lot. Of, that's what a lot of me and Tommy and Sean are trying to do on like on our Sunday shows. When we first started, we were only doing one show a week it was every Wednesday. And then I don't know, because of COVID, we were kind of thinking, well, let's go to two shows a week. It's something else to do, I guess. And yeah. we thought maybe we'd get more downloads, too, if we did that. And it, that has worked out. We, we've gotten more downloads ever since um, that happened. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, as far as a podcast, like I said, it's, it's been great. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I won't lie, I've had some anxiety with it just because sometimes I'll look at the analytics way too much. Other than that, though, I mean, it's it's been a great experience so far. And, you know, I I hope we keep going. And, you know, one day that it leads to something big for us. I'd love to I'd love to just do this podcast for the rest of my life and make money somehow off it. Um, I think a lot of people probably say that about their own podcast. It's probably what you think about uh, this podcast and, and even the one you do for SB Nation. Um you know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, making a, you know, a decent salary at least, but, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. I know not everyone just went straight to the top right away unless they, you know, were already with a, uh, a network that is promoting them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of what you guys have been doing. It's cool. Cause like, I always like to check out other people's podcasts and websites and get an idea of what they're doing. It, it's always evolving. I always have like ideas in my mind, what I, what I want to do, like with this podcast stuff, I was just trying to interview. I've I've been trying to do this, like the last few years. I've just been talking with people like like Carl Ravage, uh, Jerry Krasnick when he was with ESPN a couple of years ago, Dan Shulman. With the COVID nineteen, everything you know, a lot of people have been saying, yeah, because what else is there to do? So it's been fun to talk with people and just see. And now I'm like, yeah, it's cool to talk in general with like guys like you and uh, people that I've kind of interacted with in the past on Twitter and just you know get their thoughts on sports and what's happening. Yeah. 
I, I've said this to multiple people. Like, I wish that I would have really gotten to the podcast game like this, like, two or three years ago. Like, two or three years ago, podcasts really, like, exploded. And, I, I mean, that's how I got into them because I started listening to them. I didn't ever think about even creating one. Of course, two or three years ago, I was working for a radio station in Peoria, uh, Illinois, which downstate, I don't know. You're out east, so I don't know if you know exactly all the state of Illinois. But anyway, I was working at a radio station, like, part-time. I was making like minimum wage and freaking sucked. And, uh, you know, when I was working there, I started like a podcast with my roommate that I had when I lived there, but it was like, we were talking about sports, but we honestly would just, you know, turn the mic on and talk. We had honestly no idea what we were doing. I was doing it honestly just for practice for if I ever got a big chance to do radio at that station I worked at. Uh, I eventually, Basically did not fully because I wasn't getting like benefits, nor was I making more money. But they gave me like a test run to do like an hour show on a Saturday morning at like 7 a.m. or whatever. And I did it like once or twice. And then I got a new job because it paid me more money and it had benefits. And I kind of had to do what was right for me financially at the time. You know, like I said, that's why I started that podcast. And it we did like, I don't even know, like maybe somewhere between five to 10 episodes. And they were just absolutely terrible because the, the audio was so bad. I thought we were using mics. It turns out we were just recording through the mic on our computer the entire time. And like my, my computer at the time, <laughs> like an old HP, it was, it was just so bad. We were, we were uploading on like SoundCloud. I was paying like whatever it is a month after you hit that free hours mark. It was, I had no idea what I was doing. I wasted so much money. This time around with the guys I'm doing it with, like we're invested. They got my roommate at the time when I was doing it with him, like, he, he wanted to help me out and like I, I appreciate that but he had his own job too and like we also didn't even like the same teams like he's a St. Louis guy also a big Dallas Cowboys fan and I, I thought at the time that that would be a good a good uh, mixture because then you could bring in different audiences uh, but it's just I don't know it just didn't in my eyes it didn't really mesh very well in terms of like creating good conversation because sometimes I would just like talk about the Cubs and he would have absolutely no idea what I was talking about. Cause he just didn't follow them obviously. Yeah. And yeah. then, and I mean, not to denounce him as like a baseball fan or anything. I did know a lot about the Cardinals just because I grew up in central Illinois. You heard about the Cardinals all the time. You, I, I feel like I say this to people all the time. I feel like I have more knowledge of the Cardinals roster than a lot of Cardinals fans. Uh, but that, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Best fans in baseball out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, it comes down to just how big of a fan of whatever game it is. And, you know, I, I'm a huge baseball fan, and he likes baseball too. I just feel like maybe I love it a little bit more than he does. That's fine. Yeah. I have not nothing against him on that. But anyway, basically, the, the, pie, like the podcast just was never – it just didn't flow as well as like what me and Tommy and Sean are doing. Um, and a lot of that is because we, we all like the same teams. Uh, so – that works. And then also we're, we're big on Twitter and we, we follow the trends. We follow the, you know, you know, I tagged you in the, our Facebook posts promoting the last podcast. Like we read those tweets between Trevor Bauer and uh, Aubrey Huff the other day and just like having fun with it because like they're yeah. both idiots and we just want to make fun of them. Like that, like yeah. that kind of stuff, especially right now during COVID, like yeah. if there's no sports. You got to find something to talk about on a sports podcast. Like I, I tell people all the time, like I, I picked the worst year to start up a sports podcast, yeah. but somehow we're still, you know, busting out an hour, hour and a half show, you know, each or every or two days a week. And it's sometimes it's like kind of mind blowing because it's like, when you think about it in the grand scheme, there isn't a lot of sports going on, but we've found things to just kind of talk about and like make fun of. We do these like, drafts every sunday of like random things like what sunday we did uh best tv dads because it was father's day um we've done like best cartoon intro songs i mean we've done some sports ones too but we just kind of branched out to just kind of like not only bring in a huge like a very audience but also like i don't know like like i said like using our what we think is our humor to try to entertain everyone else um yeah, man, I, I don't know how else to really say it. And I'm not trying to like boost myself up or anything, but that's in Go our ahead. eyes. That's, that's what we're yeah. thinking is, is that. So, yeah, I like what you guys are doing. I like, I like the video clip on Facebook. Like, that's a cool idea. Just the overall concept is awesome as far as obviously sports and trying to just 
I mean, you're not just filling time, but you're actually, you know, able to come up with a lot of good stuff, unique stuff, which is awesome. The You mentioned the video clips, like the, the clips we post on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, the reason that I even have time to make them is because we have, we brought Sean on to be our producer in terms of just like putting the podcast together after we record it and then uploading it on our, on the website that, uh, you know, we pay for that puts it out, like distributes it out to Spotify, Apple, I think we're on iHeartRadio now. I didn't even realize that until someone tweeted at us today saying that they love the show. And then they posted a link from iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. Like, anyway, um, so Sean, with Sean doing that, um, it gives me time to figure out what should we post on social media the next couple of days. Um, and then Tommy's brother's been a huge help too. His name's Andy Long. He, uh, he, uh, he's... I think he was like a producer in radio too, or from what I remember, I, I've only met him a couple times, but he's, he always, uh, he, lo- he loves to interact with the show. He always calls on our voicemail uh, phone line and, and, and talks to us about random stuff. He, on the last show he called in and was asking for advice on horse racing, which of course we didn't <laughs> have any advice. Cause I don't know how you can get advice on horse racing, but uh, you know, he, he loves like not only because he's Tommy's brother, but he he just he loves interactive show. But he's also like great at the de- graphic design, like all our logos, and uh, he made some cool headers of me and Tommy that I've used for our That's Instagram cool. and everything. Yeah, like they're they're super cool. Like I never thought that we would get to that point in terms of mm-hmm. like how serious we were going to take the podcast mm-hmm. because of COVID. Like his brother's just kind of like, well, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot to do right now, so I'll just like you know create these and you know help you guys. Uh, you know, on social media, we've used some of like the logos he made for like some t-shirts and we're, yeah. like, we're really trying to like, you know, push the brand out as much as we can. Definitely do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and it's unfortunate that the reason we've had all the time to do this is because of COVID and like thousands yeah. of people have passed away and like that, that obviously sucks, but I don't know how else to say that the podcast is moving up because of COVID. Like it, it just kind of is because we've had so You got to make time. the most of this time. Yeah, you got to yeah, make the yeah. most of it. I mean, that's, right. I mean, yeah, it's definitely an unfortunate circumstance, but in your individual, you know, in your case, it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Like I got to- And it really goes to show you that like, if you're going to start a podcast, like it takes a lot of time and work. It's not like, like I said, it's not like you get in front of a mic and just start talking. Like you have, if you want to promote it the way that we are promoting it or just- any other podcast that you may listen to that's huge out there, like whether like we're all bar, big Barstool sports fans. So like I listen to part of my take all the time, like the way that they post graphics and then videos of like the, the guys on that podcast who, you know, are from whatever part that they like to share with the people like you see it on social media everywhere. And like that it's led to them creating such a big brand, becoming like one of the top sports podcasts on iTunes. Like, like, honestly, to me, when, when I went into it, I used them as kind of an inspiration, like, because not only have I listened to them in the last couple of years and been able to really understand how they got big and what they do to entertain, but also like how they promote the podcast and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they're, they're, they're an insp- inspiration for me and I've tried to kind of use it to kind of create our own little thing and, you know, they're, they're, the sky's the limit, but if we ever even reach the status of popularity of their podcast, it would be insane, like, to think about for me. If, if you told yeah. me that it was going to happen in, like, two or three years or, hell, if we somehow just went insanely viral tomorrow or something like that and, like, it just built to that stat, status in, in six months or something like that, I, I wouldn't believe it because I would – I like, it just takes so much work, like – there are, there's so much work into doing a podcast or anything like this in terms of creating content. If you want to like, if you want the content to be good, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's fun to think about and I have all these ideas, but then it's just like doing it or thinking like, how am I going to do what I think I want to do? And it's just, it's half the fun for me. It's just like trying to figure it out. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, there's so much more I could do for sure. And it's just, though you're doing it by yourself like i don't know if i could sit in front of a mic and just talk by myself like when i when i talked about uh you know when i worked in radio in peoria they had me do that hour show 7 a.m by myself i had like a sound guy on the soundboard and i asked him if he wanted to be part of the show and 
he was just like, no, no, no. Like you wanted me to just do it, which I was kind of going, why are you here? But that, that's just me. But anyway, cause when I, when I first started there, I was doing like, they had me working the soundboard and bring in the show in and out for commercial breaks and stuff like that, whatever. Like, it was easy stuff. But anytime they wanted me to talk, they would like kind of just look at me and like, you know, I had my own mic there. So like I could have been part of this show. Which and I took full advantage of that because I wanted to be. Um, so I didn't understand why that guy was was there. But um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I had to do the show by myself for an hour and with commercials and everything. I had to make sure I went out at certain times. Like it, it, it is tough. So like doing podcasts, it's nice that you don't have like a time limit or anything like that. But you know, just doing like having to talk about things, especially if it's like a slow sports day, which it kind of was like it was baseball season, but the Cubs were like on an off day that day. I think the White Sox and the Cardinals had played and I researched like the games and whatnot. But like, what more can you say in the middle? I think it was like the middle of June, like the games the night before there's nothing else going on like what what else can you really say outside of like they won they played you know this this guy did this oh he's having a good season okay cool like so that's why when you have a another guy with you there like he may have an opinion or something like that that you might not agree with and there you go you just run with it and you just yell at each other for you know 20 minutes or whatever it is i respect what you're doing since it's just just yourself you know i started my my first role when I got the idea for like doing interviews, I was just like asking people like through Facebook messaging or whatever, like whoever happened to be connected with her. And Jerry Krasnick was one. He was my first like phone interview, you know, through like my SB Nation podcast. We got the idea after, uh, you know, doing it through Skype, like, okay, the audio is not the greatest. So we'll each individually record ourselves. And then the editor, which is now me, takes it all and puts it together and it comes out great. So we make do with what we got, but, and now I use like GarageBand to edit and it's cool. It sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so what was it? Me and Tommy, we started with Skype and we did Skype, uh, and it was good because we were able to get guests. We could just call them through Skype and everything. So it like yeah. it seemed easy. And then when COVID hit and, you know, Zoom became such a huge thing, yeah. we checked it out and, our big thing when we first started doing it, because he's four hours away. It's not like he's like right down the street or anything from me. We kept having connection issues. So, and we both have Mac, MacBook Airs. So what we did, yep, it was like, all right, it sounds like we need to wire in. Because mm. I assumed that my connection wasn't very good because my girlfriend's in the other room streaming on Netflix or something like that. And, you know, it's, I, I know I don't pay for the top end, like, internet that comcast provides just because like it's just me and her i don't need to get that you know uh and i don't like i'm not a uh, you know a gamer who streams or anything like that so i i just get like the i, I don't even want to say it's the basic one but it's like the next step up from the basic one and uh anyway i had to go and get what they call like a i don't even remember what it's called but it's like a, a thunderbolt or something like that and you have to you can take yeah. your ethernet cord and wire into that and then stick the the thunderbolt into your macbook air and ever since me and Tommy both got that, they're like anywhere between ten to fifteen dollars on Amazon. Ever since we did that, we haven't had any connection issues. We haven't like, like, you know, cut out or anything like that. And that was like our big problem on Skype. Once we got those, it actually it did get better. But then we decided to move to Zoom because it recorded. I don't know. It just recorded more nicely in the way that they you had it set up. If someone talked, the, the video would shift to that person. Sure. You can do that on Skype too. I just didn't know how to change it, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, uh, if we'll go, we used to use Skype for like interviews if we have to end up calling them, but especially during these times, a lot of people have been completely okay with coming on zooms and which is really nice. Cause all you have to do is send them a link. They come in, you let them in, whatever. Like it's, and in the end it kind of helps uh, the audio because you can tell when they're talking on the phone or not. And so like, that's been very beneficial, I think. Um, but when we, when we brought Sean in, he it was crazy. Cause like, he just like, we knew, we knew Sean, we went to college with him and, but I, I had only met him like once or twice. Cause he, he, we, all three of us went to Eastern Illinois and I graduated in 2015. I lived with Tommy my senior year. He was like a junior sophomore, or junior. I can't remember, but he ended up graduating in 2016 and, and then Sean, I, he, he came in after I had left and we were 
uh, you know, I came down to visit one time and that's when I met him then I had only met him in person one time. And, uh, you know, what do you call, we, uh, we had never talked. And then Sean came in our DMS on Instagram and was like, Hey guys, like, I love the podcast, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. But he was like, I was, he started giving us like options and ideas for how to make our audio better. Mm -hmm. And at the time we were just glad that we weren't cutting in and out on the audio. Like it was, it was clear. You could understand everything. If you go and listen to like our first, I don't know, five or 10 episodes and then listen to like our last 10 episodes, it was so different, just so different. And in terms of just audio quality, you know, and uh, you know, because uh, Sean gave us all these ideas and he, he seemed so like into it and everything, we were kind of like, do you want to like be our intern or something like that? So, like, <laughs> so for like, I don't even remember. I think for like two, maybe actually it might've been like a month. Uh, times are so like February feels like a together. billion years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. I don't know. He reached out to us in like May, I think either beginning of may or mid-may and you know gave us all these ideas i i just was like yeah man if you want to come on and like make our audio better like be our producer essentially i guess you're you're more than welcome if you want to i i told him how serious we are like we do this we try to do an episode on this day and this day every week like like i i gave him the whole spiel and you know he was like so down and like into it and like excited and i was like all right so we let him come on. We called him intern Sean for like, I don't, like I said, like a, two or three weeks. And then eventually just recently over the, like the last like two weeks now, we've just been calling him Sean and we've been like emphasizing that he's the producer and he's like, and he's done a really great job. He like, every time we go into an interview, he embeds like this uh, sound uh, that I have no idea where he gets it, but he's putting it in there. It kind of just helps transition to yeah. an interview, which is nice, which is was something that whenever I was editing cool. it, I wasn't doing that. Because when I was editing, I was just trying to make sure it was all in chronological order and like made sense. Had a like we used uh, because of the Chicago podcast, I used like Homecoming by Kanye West as like our intro song. Tommy's brother ended up making this really cool, uh, you know, intro song for us that has like uh, audio snippets of like calls from like Lane Castle oh, yeah. and Hawk Harrelson and and you know all the all the big uh, broadcasters in Chicago uh, from big games. Uh, he mashed that together and, and gave us a cool audio to play for our intro, which is every even for me. when I play it, just to make sure that everything is in place, like I get hyped up listening to it. So he gave us that, and then uh, I would make sure that that was all good and everything. But Sean, like what he's done is he uses this program called Zencaster. Yankee pays like twenty dollars a month for it or something, and we record it while also recording on Zoom and. I don't know what it is. It just sounds so completely different than just using the audio that you can get from yeah. Zoom or Skype. I don't know. I know, like, obviously, like, I have a mic. Tommy has a mic. He has his own mic, too. Like, I think the microphone really has a big place into audio quality. Um, but Zencaster, I think, it, I think it takes it up a notch in terms of if you're wanting to create uh, high-quality audio using, uh, you know, in the s- scenario that we are all in. Um, I think it would be completely different if we were all in the same place, but we, me and Tommy recorded our very first podcast together here at my apartment on new year's on new year's Eve uh, last year. And I mean, that's the last time that we recorded a podcast together because of COVID and because he lives four hours away. Sean lives in like, I don't want to say he lives in Chicago. He lives like in a suburb, Uh, but you know, with how things are, we haven't been able to get together and actually record one together. But I look forward to doing that one day and seeing how we go about recording and, and getting the audio together and everything. It'll be nice that we won't have to just like stop mid here or there uh, yeah. j- just to make sure that we have all the audio together correctly. But, um, you know, like I said, I, he, Sean really has taken a he's, – he's become a huge role with us and – you know, I've tried to implement him with like some of our segments that we do and like make him actually part of the show instead of just the guy who sits there and watches us talk. Because when he was like, quote unquote, the intern, that was basically kind of like what he was. And like, I would try to, uh, you know, ask him some questions every now and then or, you know, see what he's up to or something. But uh, at that time, 
I don't want to say that it wasn't that I didn't trust him. It was more just like I was trying to get a feel of like what he wanted to be a part of the show for. And then like, I don't know, like just try to, you know, figure out what, what his strong points are, I guess. Um, because the, we did have another guy who kind of reached out to me, but he was like the, the opposite of Sean. He was, he wanted to just write blogs on my website, kind of like what Tommy does. And he isn't the only, like I've had, it was him. And then this, uh, another guy who did that. And I told him, I was like, you're more than welcome. But if I do this, I'm going to have to end up paying a little bit more to upgrade my website. I, Cause I use Squarespace. I have the mm-hmm. program right now where like you can only have one extra contributor. So if I mm-hmm. update this, I'm going to have to pay this amount. Um, and then I told him, I'm like, I'm not like huge or anything. I'm not bringing in like thousands of views every day. Like it's all going to yeah. come off of just like you sharing on social media, you know, spreading the word to your friends or whatever. Like if you're trying to build some, some kind of your own brand or anything like that, like I was just honest with him. Like, don't come to me. Like I'd love to have you come on and, you know, do the type of stuff that we're doing or that I'm doing whatever. But like I said, I'm, I'm not taking the blog as seriously as, as the people who are coming to me wanting to write for it, I guess. Yeah. And that's why, uh, that the guy that I mentioned beforehand, who, who's also a good friend of mine, he, you know, I told him that. And, and then we brought him on the podcast, uh, to like help, uh, help be part of one of the drafts that we did on a Sunday. And, you know, he did that. We, he did that a couple Sundays with us. And then eventually he just ended up texting me and was like, uh, I decided I didn't want to write for the website or do anything with the podcast anymore, blah, blah, blah. And, and like I said, I, I was totally okay with it. We made fun of him a little bit on the next podcast after that. Cause it was like, he literally didn't even make it a month. Uh, but I mean, like I said, he was a good friend of ours anyway. So it was just kind of all in good fun. Like we really had no problem with it. I was just very real with him about it. It was just kind of like, yeah. you know, if you want to do this, like you're going to have to put in the work if you really care. And if you don't, that's fine. Like, I just, I just don't want to want you to waste your time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's cool that you guys got your shirts from my company at bonfire also. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love those shirts actually. The three quarter baseball tier, whatever. I wear that thing probably way too much. I probably need to wash it. I just threw it in the laundry the other day, actually. So that's good that we're getting washed, but we're actually, we're looking to make some new merch here, uh, soon. Cause it's just so much easier. You guys can like, you know, just yeah. send it to the people who buy them. And it's kind of nice to see who buys them, you know? Um, so, you know, I, uh, yeah, it was really, it was a really easy thing whenever, uh, you reached out to me about that. So I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely. Cause I didn't even expect, I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. And then the next thing I know you guys had it done. I was like, Oh dude, that's awesome. Like that's, that's cool. Like I said, we were so serious about like getting that, getting like some kind of t-shirt out and like, you know, getting people, excited about wearing we've had a couple people like tag us on facebook or instagram or twitter which is also is so cool i i don't know how many people have have like messaged you or like tagged you in a tweet or something in social media and like saying like like we've had a guy today from iowa who i have no idea who it is he like he said he's like a first time listener he tweeted i'm first time listener uh great podcast and then he at, he added the the sky's following podcast twitter account and i was like dude, I don't know you. Like this, this is awesome. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a cool feeling. Uh, he, I, he follows me. He follows my personal account on Twitter. Um, and I had followed him back or something. He like, I think he liked or retweeted something of mine and I probably followed him or something just because of that. And then he followed the Twitter account and you know, it, it led to something. So it was, it was, it was, like I said, it was nice to see that, you know, we're, we're branching out to people that we don't only know. So it's cool listening to your story though, as far as just kind of like, as it gives me ideas about stuff that I could probably try to get into as well. Yeah. Well, my thinking, especially with like, you know, the little mini video snippets and stuff like that, like, believe it or not, a lot of people don't listen to podcasts, I guess. And if they don't, I'm assuming that maybe they have never really given it a shot. You know, I, like I said before, I got into podcasts just through like websites like Barstool and then like, you know, obviously like big uh, celebs have their own podcast. So guys that I like, I'll, you know, if they get a podcast, I'll go check it out, whatever. Uh, But a lot of people aren't like that. A lot of people, you know, I guess just haven't caught up with the rest of us. That's, that's the way I look at it. Like in my head now, I'm like, why aren't you listening to podcasts? Podcasts are like one of the greatest, like, things to help pass time. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, just my, my thinking. And then you can find so many podcasts on different topics. I listen, like I keep mentioning Barcelona, but like I, 
I listen to more than just them too. Like I've found so many different ones just through, you know, searching on whether it's iTunes or, you know, uh, I see them on Instagram or something like that being promoted. And I've been able to really uh, grasp and understand like why uh, they're doing what they're doing and then how they've gotten big and stuff like that. And, all, and all, like I said, a lot of it has to do with, you know, if they already have a, a, a following on social media and then, you know, whether how they're promoting the show and everything. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm trying to get to that point of, you know, building my own brand with my personal Twitter account myself. Uh, yeah. and, and then also, the, you know, the podcast, uh, social media accounts, it's, it's hard. I got to use like a billion hashtags on Instagram to get any kind of traction at all. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. At least that's the way that I'm thinking of it. Uh, and I've also learned that the people that I do know, there's some of them that just leave. It's like I'm putting them on a list. It's like, all right, so when I get big and you haven't been following this account, and then when you come to me whenever we get big, I'm going to remember that. And I'm probably not going to help you out. That's, that's, that's just like in my yeah. head. Like, I feel, I feel bad thinking that way because that's probably not a healthy way to think. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I'm trying to build something here and you can't even at least just give us a follow. Like, like, come on, man. Like, especially whenever, you know, I, if it's someone that I've known for a long time and like, I, you know, help them do things, whether, you know, not necessarily in this kind of industry, but like, you know, I don't know, just as a friend, you know, it's just like, yep. I see you. I, it's like, I, I see what you're, what you're not doing here. And, uh, you know, I'll remember it, but it's fine, but I'm going to remember I, it. So <laughs> I feel that I totally feel that. So I, I want to get your thoughts real fast on baseball. So with the coming back, ideally, I mean, do you think the coronavirus might still rear its ugly head before the season even gets going? Or do you feel like it's confident that it's going to be back 60 games? Uh, I mean, cause I'm still kind of like, I'll believe when I see it, it's coming back in theory, but you know, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this on our last podcast, and yeah, I I was genuinely excited, I, and I still am, just to know yeah. that at least baseball was able to figure out a season while also just like completely sh- shitting on their brand uh, based off how long it took and how the owners and the players just could not come to a deal. It's just a really bad look in general, and I think in the long term it it might really hurt uh you know the league but as far as this season and you know actually you know if if they're gonna make it all 60 games um i i would say that i think they'll make it all 60 games because i think it's really gonna open up with like i kind of like the phillies they had like eight players who you know got who tested positive you know and like so because they tested positive they're gonna have to quarantine whatever be out so I'm assuming the Phillies will then have to call up minor league players or something like that. I, I, if that were to happen in season, I just assume that. that so I, I feel like a lot of teams are going to be doing that. They're going to find a way to add more players to their roster yeah. and they'll just keep playing. Now, as far as like if there's a certain number of like players who test positive, which will cause baseball to react and like, you know, suspend the season or something like that. I personally, I don't think baseball can afford to do that. Like with how things have already gone this summer, I don't think that they'll like, they're going to find a way because they have to bring fans back somehow. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I, it's just going to be a weird year and we're going to see players we've never heard of. I think it's in the, and then you also have ones who, who just, who might not play at all. I don't know if they can do that. I know in the NBA, there's a lot of guys who are like saying that they're not going to play. I think a lot of that also has to do with, you know, this whole, uh, their whole, you know, social injustice thing that they're all building right now or, or, you know, really about. And so the NBA is a lot different in terms of, you know, the MLB and with that kind of stuff right now. And, um, you know, it's also not as many players as baseball. So I, I think those, it's just a different, it'll be different, I guess, but yeah, I think that they're going to play the 60 games guy. I just don't think baseball can afford to, as far as, you know, keeping the fans because I mean, me and Tommy talked about, it's like, if they end up suspending the season or if like they don't even play one game because so many tests happen again, they're going to break so many hearts, like so many hearts. It's like, I will be emphatically not only sad, but just disappointed because it's just been a complete shit show this entire yeah. summer with baseball. 
And I, I just hope that, you know, I, well, first of all, like, like the health and safety of the players, it does matter to me. It really does. It just, like I said, I just think they could have, they could have gone about this a lot better. They could have yeah. started a season earlier, you know, and I guess for me, it's easier to just, uh, you know, assume that everything's going to be fine. Cause like here in Illinois, like, everything is good in terms of like COVID cases and stuff like that. And obviously in places like Florida, it's not right now. So, I mean, I don't know. Like it's, I just think that they're going to find a way to play all 60 games and just pray to God that nothing insane happens. And well, I guess we'll just see, but if I had to bet right now, I would probably bet that they're going to, they're going to find a way to play all these games real fast. Do you like the DH in the national league or the runners on second base and extra innings? Cause I hate the latter. I can deal with the DH. I mean, I don't, I don't mind the DH, but I liked the uniqueness, but of each league kind of having its own thing, but I get it. Like, especially now it's like pitchers go five innings anyway. It's like the strategy is already kind of evaporating anyway. So when you talk about that element, so it's like, all right, Give me the National League DH if you're going to do it anyway, but I hate the... Now, for this season, I guess it's already a weird year anyway. Fine, you don't want 18 any games, but I don't want that going forward, but I feel like that's probably going to be the reality. Yeah. Uh, well, as far as DH, I mean, we kind of talked about it on, when we had you on my podcast. Uh, you know, we had some... We, we named some scenarios, and, um, you know, as far as the Cubs, I, I don't know how many times, man, so many times, where, say you get a you know, like a two out single from your number seven hitter. So it'd be like someone like, I don't know, Albert Almora somehow, yeah. somehow got on base. I don't know how he did it. Ground ball got through the shortstop somehow. Good for him. Uh, he's on first with two outs. You got the number eight hitter coming up and, you know, obviously the, the opposing pitcher, he's going to intentionally walk him just to get to, just to get to the pitcher. Now you don't see that every single time, but more often than not, you'll see that. So you got, Two guys on and, and Jose Quintana at the plate, oh, batting 071 uh, for his career. And it's like, why? Like, why? It, it's infuriating. I mean, in a sense, okay, if he gets out, at least you have the top of the order coming up the next inning. But at the same time, it's like you got two guys on with two outs. Like, this is a big, this is a pivotal moment to like score. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, I just think that it, it's time. We've seen pitchers get hurt. Pedro Strope, if you're a Cubs fan. Adam uh, Wayne, if you're a Cardinals fan. Like, he tore his Achilles, like, just, just swinging and trying to run out of the box a couple years ago. I mean, we've, we've seen – it's already bad enough that some pitchers will get hurt off, like, comebackers that, that hitters will hit back at them, you know, and, and they're kind of defenseless because they're not far from home plate, you know. So you got that, and then plus the, you know, having to go bat, like – you know, what, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Nelson, the guy for the Brewers. He got hurt on first base, like diving back into the into the base or something like that. He, like uh, he got a shoulder injury was a couple years ago. He ended up having to he missed an entire season because of that. Like he, the thing is, is like when you get to the majors or even the minors, like when you make to the pre- pre- the professional level, you're probably at a point where you're either in college, you're either a hitter or a pitcher. Like. Like you're not practicing every day being a hitter. Like, yeah, okay, there were hitters. It, like we're talking about Cubs, Jake Arrieta, you know, Kerry Wood was a great hitter, Carlos Zambrano, uh, Travis Wood. Like there are pitchers who can hit, but not all of them. And a lot of them, they look ex- insanely ridiculous up at the plate. Like they look like me if I was at the plate. Like no no fan wants to see it. Like it's cool whenever they somehow, some way get a base hit you know, the one hit of their career and like everyone can laugh and celebrate, whatever. Like that's, that's fine. Like I, I will miss that part of it, you know, and I, and missing guys like Jake Garrett and Travis Wood, like those guys being able to take it. John Lester, like I love watching John Lester take at bats as a Cubs fan and, and, and him as a pitcher. He, he took the steps to try to learn how to hit after playing in the AL for so long, but he had to considering he was coming to NL, he had on this big contract, whatever, but some guys just can't do it. Like Hitting in, in college or in high school is a whole lot different from, you know, hitting in, in the majors. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why – and I used to be, like, against the DH, like, through, like four or five years ago. I was, like – I was so, like, accustomed to just the the NL having the DH and then – all or not the DH, but having, like, the pitcher hit nine. But also I just had the knowledge of knowing that, oh, well, Jake Arrieta can hit, Travis Wood can hit, John Lester can hit, like – but like, there's so many other teams. I don't have that that uh, thing. You know what I mean? And I and I use 
Jose Quintana is the example because like he just infuriates me every time we're at the plate. He all, there's always guys on. It seems like, and it just it just pisses me off because the the Cubs leave so many guys on base. It, it seems like every every game, and it's always oh. talked about. And it just infuriates me because it's like, how many times was Jose Quintana play when we had runners in scoring position? And it's just like it's 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 infuriating. So you have that, and then the the people who are like. Oh, there's there's more strategy in the NL or whatever. Well, if you have the DH, say say it's like the eighth or ninth inning, and you know Josh Hader is in uh, with Kyle Schwarber coming up to the plate. You got lefty on lefty there. Uh, I would probably still want Kyle Schwarber in that spot just because of the power and you know he's his plate discipline is very good. But you could you could I wouldn't be upset if you switched him out if you say the the Cubs started. You know, Victor Caratini that day and gave Wilson Contreras a day off. Switch him out. You got Wilson Contreras right there, and you can leave him as the DH if he comes through and the Cubs win or, you know, go to extras or whatever. There's still strategy with the DH spot, and especially since the DH spot can be used literally anywhere in the lineup. You know what I mean? So there's still strategy there as far as matchups, which matchups have become so much more, uh, I guess, utilized and looked at more in today's game compared to maybe – I don't know, 10 years ago. Now you got that pitcher three batter minimum thing too. So then you really have to think, cause you might think like, all right, you're getting rid of certain matchups, but now you have to really think about matchups because now you got to keep this guy in there for three. Batters. Right. Yeah. And, and, oh man, if Joe Madden, if we, if the Cubs still had Joe Madden and was doing that, oh man, it, it would not be good. <laughs> it just would not be good. And like, I, I'm not a big fan of that because you still like, there's guys who've been in the, who've came and gone in the league and were literally like left handed specialists. They would come in, face one guy, was really good at it, got the guy out, and then he'd come out. Like, and I understand why MLB's doing it. They're trying to speed up the game, whatever, because sometimes some innings will take a half hour because they'll bring in one pitcher for one particular batter for all three of them, even. I remember there was a game for the Cubs that Joe Madden basically did that because. I think it was the year that Brandon Morrow got hurt whenever he was the closer. They, you know, and I think Pedro Strope had an off day, so they didn't use him as a, as a closer. They, you know, they used like three different guys. It was like Steve Shishek and, you know, then two, like probably Justin Wilson in there and then someone else. Yeah. Like, like games like, like you see it and it does, it does slow the game down. I understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it. And that's kind of how I feel about the, the two, the second, the, the batter the runner on second base and extra innings. Um, like I understand it. I don't like it. I understand it. I did go to like a minor league game two years ago and saw it in action. And it was, it was kind of electric because you like, you had that anxiety, like, Oh, there's a guy on second base right now, like right away. Uh, so like with that, like it does create some excitement. And we've sat through games uh, where, you know, it goes, one, two, three, one, two, three, like two or three extra innings. And you're just – teams are just wasting their bullpen and, and all that stuff. And and then you, your entire bench is empty. And then, you know, teams like the Cubs who play a lot of day games, that will be like a night game. And then they have to go and play a day game the next day. Like, that, that sucks. So, like, I understand and the process behind doing that. But I, I don't necessarily like it. It's I remember when the news first came out, like that they were going to try that and like independent and at minor leagues and like just being emphatically upset about it. I remember posting yeah. on Facebook in all caps. I sounded like a damn Karen and just like, <laughs> it was just so upset about it. But I think if you like, if you go and like watch a minor league game with that actually happening, I think your perception might change a little bit. Um, and I'm, like I said, I still don't exactly like it, but you might grow accustomed to being okay with it maybe down the line. Uh, the only thing that still just kind of up in the air to me is like what happens to the pitcher's ERA and stuff like that. Uh, because those things matter for guys who are like, you know, the numbers really matter when it comes to getting these contracts. It's so insane how many people talk about how, you know, this guy deserves this much money because his ERA was – you know, he had a, a two seven five ERA with for three or four years or whatever, and then they'll talk about another pitcher who's also very very good with an ERA maybe twenty points higher. Like, like it's like they're not much different in the grand scheme of things. They could have just had that, that's literally like the difference between like one bad start. Like, like I don't know. Like that that's 
I think in the grand scheme of things, like if they figure that out, like don't count that runner on second base against his, that pitcher's ERA, then fine. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I wouldn't want it to go against him, though. It's not his fault that the runner's on second. I think, though, if they're going to do that, like, once the postseason arrives, like, don't do that. Like, I wonder if they would in the postseason, yeah. I, I, I understand when to speed games up in the regular season. I understand that completely. But if you're, if you're going to try and do that in the postseason, I, I'm against that because the postseason means so much more. Every pitch matters. It would be... Like imagine if they if that rule would have been implemented in 2016 and like yeah I that would have been a lot different for the Cubs in Game Seven man a lot different yeah, yeah. you know it's it's like in hockey uh you know you had to shoot out the regular season but in the overtime playoffs it's still continuous so it's like at least they didn't mess with the playoffs in overtime but anyway that was awesome to get your thoughts on that it was a good uh, perspective because like. You know, right away, it's like, I don't like the second base aspect of a runner on second base and extra innings, but you mentioned the, uh, like, the electricity. And I, I mean, I think we'll come to at least, you know, we'll accept it. We'll have to, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of gives you that feeling of like maybe like that one game playoff when the wild yeah. card, which I've all like, I've always been like, let's, let's play three games. Cause why play 162 games just to play one playoff game? Like I understand the electricity behind it, like the in high intense anxiety that fans get from it. Like I understand that. And that's awesome. And if your team wins, you'll love it. But if your team loses like the Cubs did in 2018 against the Rockies yeah. after winning 95 games, meanwhile, like, I know this is AL, but the Indians, they won 91 games and they got to play a freaking, you know, five game series that they, I'm pretty sure they got swept in against mm-hmm. the Yankees or the Astros, one of those two teams. I Astros, know it's a different yeah. league or whatever, but like just the thought of it is just kind of like, that's unfair. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, yeah, I've always, for that, I've always been like, at least give us a three game series. Cause I think you're, every, every pitch still matters. Every game still matters. Um, either the series, you could, if you had to play freaking doubleheader, I, I don't care. I just, I, 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 I'd rather have more than one game. Um, but you know, that, that's, that's my little rant on that. <laughs> well, I, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks so much for, uh, taking some time. Appreciate you letting me come on. It's the first time I really got to go on someone else's podcast to not yeah. only promote my own podcast, but yeah, plug all your stuff, plug the names of everything, Twitter, everything. <laughs> okay, so you can follow uh, the Skies Falling Podcast on uh, Instagram with at the Skies Falling Pod, and then on Twitter at Skies Falling Pod. So just the difference is there's a the at the beginning on Instagram, uh, and then the, the Skies Falling Podcast on on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at c o del mendo, so c o d e l m e n d o. Uh, I post or tweet a lot of sports, tweet a lot of sarcasm, tweet a lot of videos of Jay Cutler doing Jay Cutler things. It's weird, but it's fun. But uh, yeah, man, uh, once again, appreciate you having me on.